Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insight Series. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today as our guest, we have Katrina Wong, who's Vice President of Marketing for Hired.com. Katrina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ed, for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, what, what a great career you've had. And now at one of the really coolest companies hired. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about your role, what you've been doing for the last year. Great to be here today. And thank you so much. Um, the past year here I hired um, B2B marketing is quite new for the company. Um, we're a two-sided marketplace and we connect candidates with employers, uh, top companies that you know are looking to hire the best candidates out there. Um, and yeah, just spent, you know, the year kind of building up B2B marketing from the ground up. So it's been a blast and super, super excited to be here and to chat with you. Uh, it's great. It's great to have you. So you, you've uh, been doing demand generation for a while. You've had the role in a couple different companies. Do you, do you find that demand gen is changing, not just in trying to drive demand, but do you find more emphasis on having to run marketing like a business, not just filling the pipe? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think, gosh, around six or seven years ago, the tools have gotten so robust that we actually can run marketing like a business. Um, and what I really mean is, uh, you know, we measure our success as demand gen marketers, as marketers as a whole, just like sales. Um, and we ask ourselves, right, every week, how much of what we're doing is actually bringing in revenue? And we really have gotten pretty sophisticated, and we look at even assisted conversion to revenue. Wow, that's uh, that's fantastic. So, what what are some of the things that you're investing to drive that? Are are there certain investments in analytics? Are there investments in process? Investments in technology? I mean, how are you, I guess, enabling? That, pro that enabling marketing to be run more like a business? Um, all of the above. So, you know, when we think about what we do um, and how we set our goals, we look at what it is that we're doing today to ensure that, you know, we hit our goals, you know, today. Uh, we invest in systems and processes, um, and we think about what it is that we have to do today to ensure that we continue to hit our goals two to three quarters out and then ultimately scale out the org. So certainly across all, um, all, uh, all three sectors. So given that you're in the business of placing great people with great companies, what are some of the things that you do internally to find good people? And, and what are some of the things that you're doing to build your own culture? Uh, a couple of things kind of um, stand out when, you know, we think of our culture and how we recruit. Um, we give um, everyone on the team really interesting problems to solve, um, regardless of where they are in their career. So we give them complete problems to solve and we challenge them really in that way. So even if they're executing on just a small piece of that, it's really thinking about the problem holistically. Um, for more senior you know, team members, I give them cross-functional initiatives to really run so that they understand the business as a whole and not just marketing. Um, team members get pretty excited by this, right? Because, you know, with marketing, there's both the art and science. The science we know because that's the measurement piece. The art is, you know, it gets pretty creative and it's oftentimes really easy to up the bar and get more and more creative with our campaign ideas so on and so forth. But it's really internalizing the business and how marketing maps to all of these other orgs and how together, right, we get to business goals. That's what, you know, keeps people kind of motivated and further developing their business acumen. 
So it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the art part. Uh, one of the things I think I've noticed with, with the pressure for marketing to become more accountable over the last few years is emphasis on technology and measurement and science and process that along the way, the storytelling, the emotional connection with the customer, the reinforcement of the brand promise sometimes gets deprioritized. So how do you keep all of that in balance? Yeah, um, one of the core tenants that we have, right, is, in, and we're lucky here at Hire because we've had, you know, over well over 2 million candidates sign up on our platform. So we have a lot of data and insights, but we talk a lot about the wow factor. So whether it's an event or a campaign, um, we challenge ourselves and we're like, okay, we always have the data component and we're offering value, right, some way to enable our customers to do their job better or to meet their success metrics. But what truly, right, is the um, wow factor and having that emotional connection with your audience um, shouldn't, um, shouldn't really go away. That's still pretty core. Um, so here's an example of a campaign that we ran um, earlier this year. So um, we know the salary information that, um, you know, top companies pay. So each year we come up with a wage gap report and we time it around um, equal, uh, equal payday, uh, which is in and around, you know, the first week of April every year. And, and we thought to ourselves and we said, okay, we do our typical PR launch, we get a panel of folks together, and off we go. And this year, what we ended up doing was we commissioned uh, Facebook's resident artist. And she has a knack, uh, this is Val Britton, she has a knack for taking data and kind of visualizing that in three-dimensional art. So we created this art exhibit, you know, and um, it was a, you know, 3D art installation that was life-size, actually bigger than life-size. And it was a week long where we curated conversation about this topic with top HR leaders. And we offer really interesting data, right, that, that helps them do their job better. And it was an interesting hook because it was just, it was somewhat controversial. It made people feel a little uncomfortable. The art was meant to elicit that emotional response. And so we recovered you know, in um, FASCO design, so on and so forth. Uh, and uh, so that creativity and bring that level to the campaign, um, we made sure that it was still a core tenant. I love that. Um, can you send me that? Because I, I, I was starting to see it. Was that like a super infographic? Yeah, I'll send you the coverage. I'll, um, I'll actually send you photos. Um, we have a video um, of the art exhibit and the whole campaign. Yeah, we were recently, we just got nominated for a CV Business Award too. So the team's really happy. They put in a lot of work. That's really awesome. Congratulations. That's great. Um, you've mentioned the word tenant a couple of times. Is that like a core value at Hire? You know, we certainly have, um, you know, number four values, you know, really be an owner, um, you know, no sacred cows. We can debate about stuff, but when we make a decision, you, you know, I behind it, um, you know, we set ambitious goals, um, but yes, yes. The bias for action, all of that. Excellent. So uh, over the years, what's changed most for you in marketing? Um, it really is the technology. Um, I can't uh, say enough how that's really enabled marketers to have a seat at the table and uh, and and really prove our value and demonstrate uh, success and and demonstrate how marketing can you know drive revenue um, in a direct way as well as an assistant way so that's what's really changed I think um, in in marketing 
Do you think we have too much now? Too much technology? In some ways, yes, right? Um, you know, when you have so many metrics, right, and you're measuring everything with a, with a different piece of software, um, it can, it's almost information overload and, and what metric is really your North Star and what's moving. Um, we keep it simple. So we have a complete stack, but not we're not over-architected. So we run off of your CRM system, your marketing automation, and then I have one other solution that does my multi-channel, multi-touch attribution within Salesforce. So, you know, not only are we running marketing like a business, we're actually running marketing and revenue like the same business with the same set of dashboards. And it's presented in both the marketing meetings as well as the revenue meetings. And so there's alignment there. I love that. So what what is that system that you're using? Um, Full Circle Insights. Yeah. So they were built by Salesforce alumni, actually marketers, I think. And so... Um, it's wonderful because it looks like Salesforce. So there's no other interface. It gets installed on top of Salesforce and all the dashboards look the same. All the, you know, it just looks like custom objects, but they look like they're standard objects in Salesforce. So sales loves it because it's consumable for them. No, that's great. And actually having, so you're, you look at the same things. Do you have the same goals? So does your team also have a quota? Um, yes, close to a quota. We don't get commissioned, right? But the way that we look at our goals, there's both a top-down approach as well as a bottom-up approach. So all the marketing leads, uh, quote unquote, carry a number, like events marketing. How many events do they think they need to do to hit, you know, a pipeline goal? Uh, same thing with demand gen across all the different channels. That's excellent. How do you, um, it seems like you're pretty disciplined. How do you approach budgeting and planning? Do you have um, pretty formal, it seems like you would have a pretty formal process based upon everything else you've described. Uh, we didn't start out that way. We used to do planning just in quarter and, um, and that worked for a while. Um, but as our revenue goals got, you know, larger and larger and there were larger, um, just larger even sales teams and more leads we needed to bring in. Um, what we started doing was biannual planning. So it's a it's um, it's pretty concise. It's two days long, right? The entire marketing marketing work goes. And what we found was that if we did it and kind of front loaded our planning and really afforded the time to be strategic, we were getting much better results because we were running much larger campaigns that were integrated and we gave ourselves the room to do so. Um, much easier said than done because, again, at startups, you're running a million miles an hour. And so sometimes you're just fighting to get to your number in a quarter. But once we instituted that, um, it's, you know, it's paid dividends. Um, the other thing I think about is really the 80-20 rule, um, you know, 80% of what we do, we aim to, to the extent possible, to have it planned out. But we do leave room, right, roughly 20% of what we do to uh, be spontaneous. We want to be able to react to market changes, um, so on and so forth. Um, so it's easily structured, yeah. So do you, with your with your managers, do, you, do they then, with everything that they want to request for, do they have to, I guess, forecast? what kind of outcome or ROI they're going to get on the item before they get approved. Yes. Yes. But, you know, to be honest, they love that because, you know, it holds them accountable. Right. And it allows them to actually get to the results in a pretty um, predictable way. 
right? So the days of just, okay, I'm just going to run a few campaigns. We'll see what happens and I'll continuously plan and I'll make up for it. Like we don't have to do it that way. So, um, if you, <laughs> at least that's what they tell me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you could be doing something differently or better than what you're doing now, what would that be? I would say that, um, so much of marketing, you know, what used to work, right? Like six months ago, 12 months ago, certainly 18 months ago, Yesterday. no longer work. <laughs> yeah. So I would say <clears throat> if we could do something, you know, differently or better, um, it's really spending even more time experimenting and trying out all the new tools out there and just giving ourselves the bandwidth to like brainstorm more. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it's the same thing with planning and strategizing, like front loading that and having even more time to do so and making time in our day to really kind of do that. I think we all wish we had more time to do that. I mean, it's, uh, there's so many, so many different things and not enough hours in the day. So uh, as you continue to progress, um, answer, finish this sentence, I guess, a year from now, my team at Hired will be. Um. Gosh, a year from now, my team at Hire will be sourcing 50% of closed one opportunities here at Hire. That would be a nice goal. All right, 50%. It's on yeah. tape. Okay. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> aggressive. Like, great, great. Yeah. Where, are you, where are you now? Happy to share that we are contributing and sourcing well over kind of the industry average for SaaS, right? So according to serious decisions, uh, that typically is in and around 33% of closed revenue. That's healthy. Um, we're currently sourcing um, well over 40% of WAN opportunities here at Hired. That's and we can report against it. We can show that. Yeah. Well, based upon everything mm -hmm. that you've told us today, I am not surprised at all. Um, great performance over there, Katrina. Thank you so much for being on the program today. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, uh, for your time. Really appreciate it. You bet.